Hey, Adam. Hey, man. What show are we going to be on today? Who are you? Who are you interviewing with an expert uh, skill? Oh man, uh, who... you do a better job being on the podcast without me. I should just quit. Well, I mean, that's not saying very much. So, um, hey, come on. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, uh, this episode is with Luke and Matan to talk about Corvettes. Uh, I think we already did that episode of Pit Race, but we—I think we talked about Miata's an accident. I think we probably did. So uh, this is a new year. We're into the 2023 uh, competition season with Coda coming up. Adam, how many times did you go racing last year? I raced at Blackhawk and I drove at Honda meet and I sort of raced at pit race, I guess. Um, I did the sprint races and I attempted to start the uh, Enduros and I happened to break my car before the start of both Enduros into pits. (laughs) I think you also... Took your car to Coda, is that right? No, that was two years ago. Man, I'm losing track of time. No, I, but no. I remember you—you you only took the green. You didn't actually race. Why? Yeah, I did. Why two laps? I did two laps a couple of years ago at Coda because the new engine that I had just finished putting in was running really good, and then it threw all the oil out of it. Um, and it turns out that the oil pump was slowly dying, and it ended up exploding at mid Ohio. So yeah, I spent like half a year chasing oil gremlins in that car. Do you know what's, do you know what's really not, not fun? Not working, not racing your car and working on it. Working on your car at the racetrack is not fun. Dude. It's so not fun, especially when you are busy and, uh, um, we, uh, you know, this shameless plug, but we have, uh, we have our, we have buddies with, uh, FB Autosport and Fields Auto Works, and they have a bunch of race cars that I would like to rent. Even a couple of years ago, I started talking with Rob about, hey, what would it be like if uh, if you watched over my car for the weekend if I finally bring a reliable car to you? And uh, uh, yeah, so someday, hopefully, that'll be something I do. But uh, what do they have for, for rentals right now? They have like an ever-growing fleet of so, rentals. Uh, if, if your interest is in to arrive and drive... Uh, they have a 2007 Z4M Roadster uh, that you can rent for HPDE and time attack, time trial, hill climb, yep. so on and so yep. forth. Uh, they also have a very strange Fiat X19. It's a 1981. Um, that you Those can are use. rad, though, dude. They're rad. It's uh, it's a 1700 pound like car. Italian MR2s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they have a mini Cooper coupe that's prepped for the Sunday cup slash club class. And, yeah. uh, they have a couple of fields auto works Cardinals, which you may have seen on the social medias, uh, including yeah, we've seen on those the, at, uh, at grid life events, a bunch too. Yeah, yeah for sure. And then, yeah, uh, coming them. soon, they have some big stuff. They have a 1997, uh, M3 with an LS3. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's expected to have 495 horsepower with a seven speed DCT and a 2,900 pound curb weight. That's pretty cool. That's not a lot. And uh, they just uh, bought Gordon Makalevich's uh, GLTC car. That's a 2004 TL. And it appears that they have a 2017 Porsche GT4 Club Sport. Cool. The, uh, the TL is my favorite, um, my favorite giant GLTC car. It was the first like big car that we ever had. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a cool, a really cool build. So a lot of, a lot of unique cars. It's ridiculous. But, 
So, uh, this so is don't be like me. Maybe get some seat time and just let Robin his gang do it. <laughs> so, uh, I, I do think it's important to point out that the uh, episode analytics show that our biggest audience is actually in California, and mm-hmm. uh, the majority of the grid life events are not in California. And so, if you we, are we listening, two, if you are listening to this show and you're trying to figure out how to compete or drive at grid life events, um, Fly in. buying a truck and trailer and towing your car all over the place is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should just arrive and drive. Yeah. Flying in, even if you do it once or twice a year, I mean, it could be a great way to do it. So something that I would definitely consider doing versus like building a car, uh, next time. Like if I ever have to redo it, I would probably just race a couple times a year. Cause the, like the amortized costs over like every hour you get on the, on the seat, uh, like in the seat on track, when you like build a new car is awful. Like it's awful dollars per hour. Yeah. It's not great. And you can, you can just kind of rent that and let somebody else do the work too. So, so anyway. uh, FB Autosport is fields auto works, um, like specific, uh, car racetrack, uh, preparation, arm that's their part of the business and so what's what's uh, their new website for that fb as in frank bravo autosport.com that's Mm -hmm. fields boutwell autosport and you can find them on social media um they've got the ability to do car rentals basically nationwide where they're expecting to go to pretty much every uh, grid life event but they're also available for wrl aer uh, just just track at events and any event at mid Ohio. The bottom line is uh, if you have interest in doing any amount of work with FB Autosport, just give them a call. Yeah. Super good dudes. We really, we like everybody that we know that works there and uh, yeah, they're, they're great to hang out with uh, really, really broad selection of cars. Really impressive. So, and now onto the show. Hey everybody. Welcome back to slip angle episode number four from Barbara Motorsports Park. I'm here with uh, Luke McGrew and Matana Rosenberg, who drive Corvettes. This is new. We do now. Yeah, we both drive Corvettes now. So you guys just went through a, a GLTC fun race, and Matan is a little spicy. Yeah, he's definitely spicy. I was behind him watching the whole time, and I could tell he was a little bit aggravated, but it was fun. It's supposed to be a fun race. It, it was a fun race. It was just, I don't know, I... Andrew was race. Andrew Reigns, he was great defense, but, man, was it frustrating to be behind. I'll, I'll say that. I'll say that. But yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I've been there before. And then, and then like, I'm, I'm focusing on Andrew, and then here comes Luke behind me. And I didn't want Luke to get in front of me, you know, because me and Luke have this little bet going. Right now I'm beating him. So uh, we'll see how long we, we uh, keep that up. But <laughs> I'm doing better than you right now, Luke. That's true. You want to talk to say why? I don't know why. I don't because I, I got less weekends on the car. I just built it. You want to say the other reason why? I might be like 250 pounds light right now. It's possible. <laughs> we don't know what that's worth. That's one sure. Luke McGrew yeah, lighter. That's, yeah, yeah, that's your passenger. Yeah, I might put a passenger and for uh, HPD and then go see and then still prove that I'm faster than Luke. Good luck. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We're out an hour. We'll, we'll have to like uh, check back with Abe. Yeah, check back. So um, you just put you had some different tires on this weekend. You were switching through stuff already this morning. Yeah, I, I put uh, I've had Penske two ways. I put them on the car not too long ago, and I haven't. I was working on setting them up all morning. I'm still messing with them a little bit, but um, uh, 
So yeah, I, the, so to, to to do the rebound, those shocks are on the bottom. It's really hard to do. So I was like, if I'm going to do that, I might as well. I had the, I had um, Falcons on, and then I switched to Nexons. I was just, I might switch back and forth throughout the weekend to see what's what. Okay. What did you think between the uh, Falcons, like after this second session? Because like the first session, you were scrubbing the mold release off, but like yeah, they, I mean they felt really good. I, I can't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'd have to put the. This is my first time here at this track, so what? Three sessions in, where we are basically. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. Well, yeah. Third session was qualifying, and fourth yeah, session yeah, we were already racing right. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I, I think they. I think they feel better, maybe, but I'd have to come back to them because otherwise I, I'm just guessing. Because it was so cold this morning too. Everything was a little sketchy. Yeah, right that's off true. the bat. It's chilly. Yeah, it's really chilly. Yeah, what was it? Thirty. This morning, yeah, it was, morning. Yeah, it was pretty know, cold. It was ice cold, yeah. So, like, uh, I'm always a little bit worried about uh, tires at that temperature, just like cracking or whatever, because the rubber's not soft, pliable. You worry about that? You just run it. I think if you left them out, like side a long time, probably. Um, I don't worry about the. I mean, they're new tires, but I think, yeah, I don't worry about it actually. Yeah. I think maybe if you like shocked them, but I mean, we we did nice warm up laps. Yeah. Them, it was all right. Wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, Matan, how many times have you been to Barber? No, this is my first time. We played iRacing racing a little bit with Luke and uh, some other people. I'm terrible at iRacing, racing, but it's fun to mess around. Um, but yeah, this is my first time here in person, and uh, I like it a lot. It's pretty fun. It's fast. It's high commitment. That's a little scary, but um, it's a good track so far. The facilities are great. We were uh, we were over on the back side of the track. I don't know, maybe around uh, what is the back? Backside of the track, straight with the kink right in the middle. What is that? Right around eight. I have no idea. Okay. Numbers. Well, uh, cars coming through that section, real fast looking. We were spectating the race. All and that was, kink on the back straight. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd imagine. It's really cool. It's probably one of the fastest spots. I mean, I don't know what our top. I didn't even look at the top speeds. Uh, uh, at the end of that straight, what was it? Like one eighteen or something? I haven't even looked. Is that all it is? I I think that's what it was. Okay. Um, you said you went flat through the kink. That yeah, yeah, you can do it. I haven't quite. You can do it. That. It was, it was a little bit like um, you were also attached to Andrew's bumper, which makes it a little harder. Yeah, <laughs> to go like flat <laughs> yeah. through, like yeah. when you can't see what's going well, on. Well, and like if you go, if you use all the curbing, there's like still like puddling, like in the grooves of the. I've seen water pop. Yeah, up, and yeah. he was like spraying my windshield, and I yeah. was like, I don't know if I really want to go flat through here right now. You can do it. Like after you, I'm stuffing my face. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you kind of like you build it. Like every time you go through, you're like, I could do that flat, and then eventually you just do it. And you're like, all right. I, I'm only lifting like a tiny bit. Um, I, the car feels pretty good. It's like hard to it's hard to like come to a new track with a new car and try to figure out like okay how am I am I upsetting the car by how I'm driving it around the track like is am I putting the car where it wants to be or is the car set up wrong? So like I haven't really made much uh, setup changes yet. Just trying to figure out the track and then in the, later in the day I you guess I'll the feel rear like, maybe That's, I did the same I didn't thing. lower the rear yet. Oh, did you not do it yet? No, okay. I, I uh, turned the shocks all down a little bit. Okay, because they were all, they were all max except for like the left front. So I turned them down equal to amount. So I hadn't been paying too close attention to the kind of the run throughout the day. Are the are the race cars in a separate run group for the entire day, or is it that you're running in advance, but also there's a few extra sessions? Yeah, there's an advanced that we all run in, um, and then the race, the qualifying, the race today, and the race tomorrow is all like us, just us. Extra, yeah. but we, yeah, any time, any other time, we're running with the advanced group. We uh, did a show this morning with the Bill, and like, it's just kind of a cool thing, I think. You get twenty, 
you know, wheel to wheel cars just show up at an event and just let, let them run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty funny, actually. Well, it's <laughs> yeah, like there's a smart car out in advance. Yeah. Which was weird to see. Really short. <laughs> yeah, it's really, like, it's real short, but. He's, he's out there and he's pointing us by, but it's just different. I've never seen a smart car. I've seen a lot of stuff on track, but... I don't think I've ever seen a smart car Yeah, either. I don't think so. There's actually a lot of cars here in general, but every time I've been out there, it's not been that bad, so I don't know. Maybe it was cold, but... Yeah, it actually, the traffic's pretty good. People on us by. It seems yeah. like the event's pretty well run. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I was thinking as you were talking, Matan, like, uh, I feel like there are a few similarities between this track and Putnam. Difference being, like, I mean, it's about 30 seconds longer here, or... I don't know, 20 seconds longer. But the top speed, not that high. But there are, like, some pretty high-speed corners, and it's it's you have to, like, work to be fast here. I've never actually been to Putnam, but um, I think Putnam might be similar to, like, Nelson's Ledges, maybe. What do you think, Luke? Hmm. Yeah, I think I think like Putnam might be kind of close to Nelson's Ledges. Uh, this feels... I don't. That's a good. I don't know. I, I wouldn't compare the two personally. No. I, I think no. the elevation here, like set, like I guess I never made that comparison. Like as far as like high speed, high commitment corners. Yeah, I guess I could relate the two. But the, the elevation here is way different. And then um, some of like the fast transitions, like Nelson's is like long sweeper. I don't know about Putnam, but like are there high speed transitions at Putnam? Uh, high speed sweepers. A lot of high like speed this sweepers. though. Like when you come down the hill from like the back straight. That's a high speed transition, correct? Which is that's interesting. It's different, but it's still pretty fun. But like, you get light there, you get light over four, so it's not like too bad at two hundred fifty horse. But I bet if we put on our full power tune, it'd be a little interesting. Yeah, I mean, this track. Uh, I'm trying to think, I don't know if it reminds me. I'm trying to think what it reminds me of. It's it's uh, there is like fast sweepers a few, but there's also like you know a lot of or there's slow corners. There's a little bit of everything, but the weird thing about it is it flows. Very good, and you're busy constantly, kind of like NCM is. Like sure. you're constantly busy, and this like like NCM, this track wraps back in on itself, uh-huh. which you know was kind of like you get those. Uh, well, if you don't, other than I racing, it's kind of really hard to figure out where you're going. Or those tracks that turn back in, but but yeah, I don't know what I compare it to. To be honest, everything seems to be like banked, like like this. Interestingly, the way it's set up, like the banky's in the right spot. Like I don't know, it's kind of I wouldn't say it's. There is the fast areas or the hard areas, but but other than that, like it's just a it's pretty enjoyable track for the first time here. So, so if I remember, you uh, we recorded with both you guys at pit, pit race, pit, yep. yeah. But that's been what like three months, probably something, yeah. something, yeah. Like, something that, like that. There yeah. about. Um, what changes have you guys made to the car? You know, with the rule book being out, like do you guys have to do anything different, or are you looking to go a different direction now in the next couple of months? Um, well, my car, I, uh, I, the car was, it was, it had a built motor and built trans and brakes and all that stuff, but it was still like, uh, full, mostly, most of the interior was still in there, factory wiring, factory ECM. Um, so pulled out all the factory wiring, uh, redid all the chassis wiring myself, bought a engine harness. I run uh same uh, brand ECM that's in my Miata. It's uh, BMEP solutions. And then, um, AIM PDM. And then I went from uh, the leaf spring to coil over. The car already had two-way Penske's on it. And then tires, um, I didn't really want to run staggered. And with the rules and running, wanting to run 18s, I either had to run like a 275-315 stagger with the 295 tire class, which this, that, like, that big of a stagger would kind of suck to try to get the car to handle how I want. At least what Luke was saying. What did you have, Luke? What staggered were you on? 275-305. 
275 or 305. So I figure even with a bigger stagger, probably even worse. So I wanted to stay square. I didn't really want to go all the way down to a 275. So I went up to a 315. Um, that was because of the new rules. And then uh, other than that, I guess I like I kind of had an idea of how I was going to build the car. I don't think I changed a whole lot based on what the rules were. Like there wasn't the rule changes weren't huge this year. I don't yeah. think. What about you? Uh, I put well when I was at Pitt, they I just they got sent the wrong Penske's, so I had singles on the car, and they came in that weekend. I hate it when I get the wrong Penske's. Yeah, <laughs> well they just sent the wrong one. Actually, I think mine were delayed, and they just sent them for me to use that weekend. Okay, um, you got rental Penske's. Yeah, kind of rental, and I sent them back uh, after I used them. But anyway. Uh, they, these feel a lot different. These are specifically valve from Lewis Gelati um, for the vet and stuff. So they like even the. I started out this morning just zero everything. Actually, I started with some compression and I just kind of worked through that for a session or two, and then I started adding rebound. I lowered the rear of the car, but big changes like my car was already like we only we just tuned it mid Ohio. Uh, Eric Levine tuned it there. Okay, and and we we're kind of running out of time before the race. And I just told him, I said, just get it somewhere, but make sure it's flat. And it went up at like 255. So I had to add a bunch of weight to the car uh-huh. back then. And I've just left it there. But like, and then I got to thinking, like, well, the car has a little bit of mid corner push. So I was like, and I took a rear wheel and I just mounted on the front and it fits. So I ended up ordering two more wheels, actually four more wheels. And uh, so I can run square. I'm running 305s, 19s okay. on 12 and a half. So. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, the car and the car feels a lot different. Like that's like it almost turned in too sharp this morning. Like the entry was, the turn in was really uh, pointy. No, oh, yeah, <laughs> but the but like I kind of doubt some of that back, but the mid corners way better. I think than the two. Like already, I can tell that. Okay, the car's balanced maybe a little bit better. Um, I, maybe we talked a little bit about this earlier, but uh, what. What are the like key differences between your guys' cars competitively? Like, are are you both um, really really similar in setup, or are there areas where you're like very different? I mean, I think we got we're kind of close. the same suspension. Um, and he's run three fifteen, so he's a little I, heavier. My mid weight's like thirty five fifty, maybe or thirty. I'm sorry, thirty three fifty. Yours about thirty four. Yeah, thirty four fifty. Yes. So, so we'll I have a little more power, different. a little more tire, a little more weight. Um, we both have the MK sixty ABS yeah. uh, two way Penske's of some sort. What springs you? Got? I'm on six hundred fifty pounds springs. Yeah, all I'm six hundred six fifty. Okay, they're which very. I don't know what sway bars you're on, but they're, yeah, they're pretty pretty close. Yeah, There's only so many ways to skin those cats out there. I think, but. I basically look, Luke sent me like his build sheet, and I was like, oh, "I'll copy most of this." Yep. And then anything I had questions on, I'd call him and bother him about it, like eight o'clock at night. <laughs> Question him, "Hey, why are you doing this?" I'd do it differently, and Luke's probably like, "Yeah, most of man, the, most of us the PDM stuff. Do it. I don't care. <laughs> do whatever you want. It's your car." I I I, uh, I think I'll I'll be on the phone with Matan for like five hours trying to on his team viewer on the PDM trying to set it up for him. Oh sure. And then after I get done setting it up. He goes through this, shows me a different way to do it that he thinks is better. <laughs> and we get the same exact result. <laughs> my, mine was was simpler. Those who know his aim, mine had one less status variable, and I liked that. After I, after I set the process. Yeah, yeah. Just, after yeah, I watched it. did a lot of work just it. to get rid of one status variable. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was uh, no, it was fun. And no, I helped him. Like I was new to it, brand new to the AIM software. Luke taught me a bunch of it, and then I, at the end, I was able to help him with his ABS light. So that was cool. Yeah, those things can be like like when you start getting into the programming of all of it. We were messing with his last night on something, trying to figure out a way to. Oh, the headlight motors. Yeah, which the we still have to test. Yeah, we still got to figure it out. 
But anyway, and I got to do mine eventually too. But like, it's just little things like, I think the more, the process that you have to go through to like, to set the keys up and to make things work the way you want, you can you kind of like you got to sit and think about it quite heavily, and then like make sure you're not limited by what the software can do. But then if you got somebody else that has like like it's like me and Matani end up like kind of coming at the same thing in a different path sometimes. And sometimes some things are better. Like so, sometimes you just talk it out because it's not sure. as easy as it seems. A lot of it's like true false um, stuff in there. So like, Correct. and there's a lot of different. There's so many different ways. Uh, there's also like and ors. So like, you can use uh, like the power outputs or the keypad. So like, or the voltage or like, or, or yeah, yeah. There's just so many different options, and like, it could work this way, but it also could be way better set up in a different way. And it also like, like just like simple things like the starter, like. You could just set it up so that the button triggers it, but if you don't have like a a trigger to tell it not to work, if your you know if the engine's right. running, yeah. then you can just put keep pushing your starter button and you know start uh, grinding. Yeah, to keep on running. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's just like things like that that you kind of figure out yeah. over time. Yeah, the lights, the blinker. I mean, there's all you know. We just we oh, the turn signals took a couple yeah, of hours just, one yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, everything takes time. That's for sure on those. But once you get it, it's easier. But you still got to think it through. Me and Luke's cars are street cars, fully functional. Yeah. Well, I like take like like to go test anything like or bed brakes or whatever. I mean, I have insurance on the car and a license plate, and mainly so I can go out and drive and and you know if you need if I to. fix something, I want to go see if it works. I don't want to like come to the track and figure out the first session. I got to no, change sure. something major. Sure, I'd rather work on it at home. Yeah, right. I kind of watch poor Andy over there. I'm across from him here. I feel like he's put two or three transmissions. Or di- I don't know. Maybe a diff today. It's been a, it's been a tough morning. It's at yeah. least two transmissions. I actually talked to him earlier. I'm like, man, I'd be a little bad for you because like you like constant. But I mean, that's his job. But it's not fun. No, it doesn't look fun. <laughs> he might um, like it. I, you know, it doesn't look fun from here. So uh, the 2023 competition season is out. Um, I know both of you guys drive in GLTC. Are there other series that you race in? Or other series that you're looking to race in this year? I'm not. I mean, like, like every once in a blue moon, like my car, uh, I try to build. I don't try to do anything that'll get me away from another series, just in case you want to go run. Like you don't want to change major things. So like my car's quite easily NASA legal, probably SD3 or something like that. A little full power. Um, I don't know that I will. Uh, but like if I get a wild hair it'll be like a four day before oh sure you're like oh I'll go to the track this weekend to run at mid-Ohio or Pitt or somewhere sure but I will not plan on running like a different series what about you uh not not currently like on on my view but uh I don't know NASA Nationals is that pit race and I feel like that could maybe be fun but I don't really even know how the car slots in so oh, sure. I'd have to look at that I've heard I've heard Paul Paul Maton there's maybe runs like a 60 60 plus age group race is what he's looking for. <laughs> I'm looking for the senior class. <laughs> <laughs> he's the youngest old guy I've ever seen. <laughs> um, now, we've got the, the 2023 season coming up. Um, what tracks are you looking forward to going to? I like all of them. Uh, I, I just bought Coda there like a week ago. And then I bought four, uh, I think, Mid-Ohio and Ginger was the two I worry about selling out, so I bought those. Oh, sure. And then obviously Watkins Glen, which is my favorite track, maybe the best track. Uh, and then what was the other one I bought? Uh, I'm missing a fourth. Oh, Lime Rock. Lime Rock. Yeah. yeah. Did you and go? That, la- did you go last year? Yeah, yeah I, I ran there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, and I'll probably go to CMP and Laguna, but like I figure those two, I'll, it'll be like CMP's just shortly after Coda. Oh, sure. So as long as everything goes good, I'll just buy, buy a, ticket. a ticket. Yeah. And then Laguna's so far out 
I know that. I don't want to think about that yet. Yeah, I don't want to think about that yet. And, and I, I think, you know, because we got to like figure out, a couple of us trying to figure out how to ship our cars out there. So yeah. that's why. That'd be a, that'd be a great one to Let's go make to. Make Matan drive him. Just make him be the. the oh, CDL's I, we just need a trailer. We can get it there. I yeah, feel well, like um, I don't think it's as bad. As, I think like, Eric got quoted. I forget. Maybe three grand round tripish, something like that. I don't remember. Which isn't too bad. Like considering, like it's not that bad. Take really. time off work and all the yeah, fuel and hotel, yeah. like everything else, and dealing with it too. Yeah. yeah. But um, I feel like some of this grid life travel is going to be. Basically, like upselling those five car trailers that Andy runs. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if more people have those after the next year or so. Well, <laughs> well I don't know. I think, I mean, for him, it's a it's a business that's probably a little different when all them cars are at your shop. Yeah, right. You know, me and Eric Meadows live close, but I like we've talked about it. But like, he works weird times, and I'm like, I don't want to like like the it's it's the uh, what's the word? It's uh uh. Getting everything like to your house, lo- like he's got to, br- you know, what I mean, it's like the just the whole um, logistics of everything. logistics of it's a nightmare. Yeah. And then like when you get home and like you know you get home late, like the next day you got to come and get his car. I got to park. You know, how far away does he live from you? Oh, like fifteen minutes. Okay. So like again, if they were all, I mean, I get that where they're all parked at the same shop. That's easy. Yeah. Logistically, it's easier. But like if you're just buddy, like yeah, we were talking a little bit about. Um, the challenges of doing any kind of logistics for Laguna, yeah. right? Where, uh, let's say there's a shop in the area that would, you know, take a car or you could like on a one-on-one basis, like have a car delivered there and have them check through a few different things or whatever prior to a weekend. But it's like, well, that doesn't really work if you need to, at the same time, deliver 40 cars. Yeah. That might be too many. Yeah, and so you, uh, for for people that are flying in, also you need, like you need to figure out well, how how do we get the car from wherever it is dropped off to to the racetrack? Yeah, because we don't have trucks and trailers out there because we flew in. Yeah, so I, I think that That's part a good will be point. A, yeah. a little bit challenging. Can you not have them delivered to the track? I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you want to well, figure but all then, that out. Then you still got to like you got to deal with getting a rental car from the airport and hotel. Well, then that, you don't have any of your tools. And I guess since we have street cars, we can just drive them to the truck. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, so, you, I know that you're going to Coda. Where? What's your first event for this year? Hopefully, Coda. Okay. Hopefully, it's a long tow. Yeah, it takes about a year to, to remember how bad it was. <laughs> and then, like, you're excited by the time it comes up again. I mean, at least there's a Bucky's on the way. Yeah. Well, there's actually Bucky's here close. Well, I know. One. I've been there three times. Although they, they let you down this morning. They let me down. They didn't have any mean beans. So we went across the street to what? Chevron. We went and gave Chevron business. Thank you, Chevron. <laughs> yeah, Luke actually protested uh, Bucky's today. I did. I walked in. I was going to buy something. I put it back. I'm like, they don't have my drinks. <sighs> yeah, he that left. sucks. I do have to go back and buy, like, my uh, wife. We have a little new. Oh, it's a year old uh, Shit Zoo, and he likes stuffed animals. So I do have to go back over there and buy him a little Bucky doll. A little Bucky, yeah. yeah. And he's like, "Why don't you get it this morning?" I was like, "Because I'm not the right mindset. <laughs> I'm gonna come back tomorrow." We brought my uh, my daughter to Bucky's like what last year on a on a vacation. Yeah, and like, man, you spent some money in that store. That's how they make. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. It's crazy how big they are, and it's busy constantly. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, they had like two tankers there this morning. You got to wonder like how much like fuel storage they have under there. Yeah, it's it's got to be a lot. Oh yeah. Um, like when we we rolled up for lunch and almost every parking spot that was around the building was full, full. and like 
I mean, there's a couple hundred people inside, and they're all spending like 20 or 30 bucks on food. It's nuts all day long. Yeah, it's crazy. Their food's actually quite good. Yeah. Yeah, we uh you, you wouldn't know. know you wouldn't know you put your food back. You protested. Or protested. Uh okay, so what's what's left for the day? You just got DE days? I think we go out. What time we go out? Uh in like thirty minutes, thirty five yeah. minutes. Is it two thirty? Or two forty five, something like yeah, that. Yeah, we got yeah. two more sessions today, which we'll probably go run just well, we need to we have one and then a mix, but we might skip the mix to go to the motorcycle. Oh yeah, we we'll go to the museum. I've been here like four or five times, and I've never been to the museum. We should probably go here in a little bit. Uh, maybe. They close at five. Yeah, we're trying to go it's there. It's a really nice facility, like incredibly nice. Yeah. The museum or the track in general? Well, just the whole entire place. Yeah. Sculptures everywhere. It's yeah, pretty the cool. Sculptures, the bathrooms are nice. Um, do they still have that uh, that statue from uh, the, I think it's probably like a lady that looks like she's, she's hanging holding from the on from the bridge? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody so else. distracting. Yeah, I, I, caught, I remember somebody saying the driver's meeting or something, like, don't pay attention. And then, like, I didn't see it for a while because I was just, like, trying to learn the track. And then, and then it started catching my eye. But, like, it, almost every time through there, it's like, it's your peripheral catches it. It's kind of weird. Jeez. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, I saw it on track, and then I like really looked at it in my video, and I was like, yeah, that was what I thought it was. It was weird. <laughs> you thought a kid was dangling? I didn't know what it was. I was just driving. I was just trying to. I didn't to care not... enough to slow down, but no, no, I was focused on Andrew Range right in front of me. That's all yeah. I was focused so, on. So, tell me about that battle with Andrew. Um, he was doing great. It was just that he was he was basically covering me the whole time, and I just couldn't get like everywhere I could get close enough. So, I mean, it's just a fun race. I think what I've heard is, like, he's overpowered but undertired. So, like, most corners I'd catch up to him. And, like, on the straights. And, like, I'm underweight, so I have a little more power, too. Like, I could hang on to him, but I couldn't really get, like, up next to him. I could only get next to him, like, once, and that was it. And then, like, by the end of the straight, he had the inside in that corner, and that was that. So, like, it was really tough to try to get a good enough run. And uh, I definitely need to work on, like, my timing on that, too, of, like, backing off enough where you can get, you know, your own run out of the out of the corner to actually get next to him. So but. you guys are obviously pretty talented drivers, but you both came from Miatas. Um, how does the driving style change between uh, the C5s and the, what, you had an NC and you had an NA? Yeah. I had an NA and MB also at some point in time. But I agree with, like you said, like you can't really, like a Miata, like you throw around. The vet, you start sliding. It's all You over. have to, like you got to straighten the car out before you actually go again. It, yeah, the, the, the Miata's more playful. Okay. And the vet, I don't feel like wants to be played with at all. Like, you just got to set it in, do it right, get it out. I don't know. Mine's pretty playful. Well, I mean, it can be, but I don't, I think it just, like, you got to, like you said, you got to back like, out. Well, to some extent, like, you can, like, the, I feel like the slip in a Miata is a lot more before it starts slowing you down. Yeah, maybe the shorter base, wheelbase. Yeah, right. like the Corvette, like, you only get a little bit before it really slows you down. Like, you yeah. can rotate it still a little bit and, and. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, but it's like, if you go into, like, too much of an understeer, it's, like, detrimental. Oh sure, you know yeah, you gotta like, like back yeah. way down. Same thing with oversteer back. on exit. Yeah, you can like like once well the together, torque like, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Well, like so like I show my dad the Dynagraph afterwards. He's like, it's basically like like electric motor. Like yeah. it, it's like from a car thirty seven hundred to yeah. it's like all torque. You well, play the same horsepower. <laughs> yeah, and from thirty seven hundred to seventy one hundred on mine, it literally makes like two sixty two, like just pretty much dead flat. Like yeah. I don't have very much variance in my horsepower. Wow. Yeah, his tune looked really really flat when I seen it. Yeah, I yeah. Matt, me and Matt uh, from BMAP, we spent probably five hours on the dyno. We ran out of gas on the dyno, actually. <laughs> um, but uh, that was a long session. But it was a lot of fun. I think my my favorite thing about both those cars is they make a whole lot of noise, and it's a lot of beautiful noise. 
250 horsepower. <laughs> they get a little bit more rowdy on full power. Like you, like you can hear them just revving out quicker, so it oh, changes sure. the tone. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah we we're like 50, 50 some percent throttle. We had a bet about that. I lost that. Who, whose car was louder? Luke's yeah. was louder. It's also higher pitched. Uh, a car that had my attention a little bit in the last fun race was um, Joel Morrison was here running in the J thirty five S two. Oh yeah, the car sounds pretty good. It's one of the better. Is that the green sounding, one? Uh-huh. I seen him earlier, but I know what car he's in. Yeah, it's like a new wrap, maybe. It sounds it sounds pretty sick. Does it like, have a muffler? I remember the other cars that were J thirty five. They were just loud. Yeah, this really... this is muffled. It sounds oh, better. Okay. Um, well, all right, guys. So I think we did like a little little show here. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to uh, check back in after the weekend's over, maybe after the next race or. Put in the description who's faster by the end of the weekend. Yeah. Ooh. Well, we got to get we. I, I, it doesn't really matter because there's one thing that matters. What's that? Uh, well, Mill said earlier. Well, Mill's like the. What do you say? I don't. He made a good comment. Mill might be the fastest oh, oh, oh. or second fastest legal car here. Emil's the fastest legal car. I might be car. the next behind Emil legal car here. That's right. Yeah, but if <laughs> I have a, a lot of like, like, like we're not, it's fun, it, but I just wonder for fun, should we go to three? Well, your full power is even way more. My full power is 465. Well, you, Luke's go, is 380. Yeah, so we could like mess with people like go full power, but only use it like when nobody's around. So like get away <laughs> from them and then like, like, like make it seem like it's interesting. You boys. <laughs> like, like get like when we're like Go through the entire field, but then, like, when you get up close to them, like, make it a good race for a couple <laughs> corners. Like, and then as, soon as, you, as soon as you make the pass, just drive away. <laughs> yeah, like, battle them a little bit and then just, like, slowly drive away. That would be fun. I don't know. I, I think I do want to flip to full power before the end of the weekend just to, for fun. Yeah. But it's going to be, like, all the just the breaking zones like all the crests are going to be way different, too. Yeah, stay on full throw. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you'd go flat through most of those. Yeah. Definitely it's, not through the kink. Not no, through four. No, not the kink. No way. But, uh, yeah. See how it goes. Well, thanks for being on the show, guys. I got got one more plan to do with Luke at some point to hear about all the fun and weird cars that he's owned. It's 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 a pretty long list. Yeah, I know you're looking for one, obviously, too, so maybe you'll have something. I had a a high interest rates. I I had a pretty fun uh, uh, um, podcast idea in the hotel room last night, which would be um, have like a meal on the show and just have him talk about cars that are worse than the Ram Pro Master. Oh, is, it, is, it, oh, is there not? Is there's none of them exist? Well, there's probably a few. Well, they get to work on stuff all the time, so they, <laughs> they know what's horrible, I'm guessing. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, thanks, guys, for being on the show. I hope you guys have a fun weekend. All right, good times. Thank you. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at a grid like to say hello. Thank you.